I'm really excited nerdily about the systems that we're setting up and that we're going to end the year like having in place. We've already made a start on some of them because that's the thing too, right? Like the calendar year, as you know, because your team doesn't even follow it, like doesn't mean anything. Like it's arbitrary and you don't have to wait until January to get started on working on something that's going to impact you. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. I'm Femke. And I'm Charlie. Today we're going to talk annual planning. It is the season, folks. Actually, honestly, by the time this episode comes out, maybe the season um, is over. Should have already passed <laughs> if you wanted to be super organized. But yeah, I don't know. There's been years at ConvertKit where we've been doing our annual planning right up until the, the Christmas break. So uh, this is the time of year where we figure out as leaders what we're going to be working on with our teams in the year ahead, how that's going to fit in with company strategy and company goals. And it's something that um, I really wanted to talk about today, especially with you now leading a team, Fem, and you mm-hmm. know, to be thinking about this yourself. Uh, and it's also something that I just would have appreciated hearing people talk about before I became a design leader and had to do it myself because I had no freaking clue what I was doing. <laughs> so looking forward to sharing what I've learned so far. But first, we have a sponsor for today's episode. Zeppelin have joined us again to share about their design developer handoff tool. It's really a great solution for collaborating on designs, not just between designers and developers, but also other stakeholders um, like QA managers, PMs. Everyone can review your Figma designs in this one place where you've just exported the like final frames, none of your iterations and all the messiness. They end up in Zeppelin to get feedback, to build prototypes, do the handoff, um, explain all the little bits and pieces that are going to need to happen for for devs to bring your designs to life. So check out Zeppelin. Um, You can get version history with it. And developers just can understand it better than they can Figma files because everything is there um, for, for anyone to understand. We appreciate Zeppelin. We do indeed. And if you are one of those people that are always stressing out about, oh my gosh, my Figma file is so messy. How am I going to like organize it and tidy it up to show to my stakeholders? Well, Zeppelin, you don't need to worry about that as much because they help you do that for you. So thanks a lot to Zeppelin and check them out at zeppelin.io. I also hear that they can do auto-generated specs as well, which is cool. So then you're not actually having to like do redlining yourself. Yes, very cool. So check out Zeppelin. We will leave a link to them in the show notes. And thank you to Zeppelin for sponsoring this episode of Design Life. Let's catch up. How How's life going? It's been a couple of weeks since we recorded. Has it? Yes. Life's been busy. Yeah, life has been very busy, fam. It, annual planning, definitely part of it, but also just work in general. Also, I don't know, This this is actually a really nice time of year here in Spain where the weather is like not too hot, but it's still nice and sunny. And so it's like a nice time to actually be out doing stuff. So yeah, it's felt, um, it's felt pretty busy recently. How about you? Yeah, I started my new job. I don't know if we've recorded since I started my new job. Uh, This is week two of my new gig at Gusto as a design manager and it's going really well. I just wanted to say that on the record. I'm really enjoying it. Yes, uh, lots of structure. Everything's very organized, a really nice design team. There's like critical mass for there to be like a good, strong design discipline. My team's really nice. The space I'm working on is really cool. So yeah, overall two weeks in, good vibes so far and have been in a lot of onboarding and 
this week I actually spent a little bit of time in some like manager training. Next week I have a three day training session all about like leading and leadership. So I'm really excited nice. about that and what I'm going to learn. So yeah, I will share back as I, you know, make my way through this new leadership journey I'm on, but so far so good. I cannot wait in like maybe a few months time. I'll wait to ask you this yeah. <laughs> about like what surprised you about becoming mm-hmm. a manager. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know what was different than what you expected. What was harder? What was easier? Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to checking in on that because it yes. is the kind of thing that I like. Again, I just wish that I had someone else who was also going through it when I was to right. talk to them about this. Yeah. So, yeah, this is this is a fun, fun journey for you to be on. Absolutely. For me as well. <laughs> yeah, totally. Can't wait to do that episode. Uh, but let's talk about annual planning because when we jumped on this call, I asked you how you were and you were like, oh, so I've been so busy. I'm so tired. Lots of annual planning going on. So like lay it out for us. What's going on right now at ConvertKit and what's sort of your role in, in this annual planning time? Yes. Okay. So annual planning really looks like for me, a lot of fig jams, a lot of Google Docs, and a lot of meetings. Okay, say that's what the trifecta. <laughs> yes, yes. Our, um, like, generally the way we do it is that our executive team will set the company-wide goals for the year. Um, they share their thoughts and, like, drafts on that with us as a management team before, like, locking it in so we get to give feedback and contribute if there's, you know, a different direction that we think as a, a company we should go for. Um, But then it's kind of up to each team and each manager to build their annual strategy and plan around the company goals, right? Right. Like, okay, this is what we're doing as a company and how is my team going to contribute to it? Um, So yeah, that's that's generally what happens in annual planning time. It's our time to align on strategy and plans, call out dependencies across teams. And also I think as a manager, it's our time to get the team excited for the year ahead as well. And to be like setting that vision for our next year of work. So who is in these conversations when you're sitting down with your team and like doing the planning for your team? Uh, Is is there like someone from engineering or product or I guess in your side, like more marketing folks that are interested in that conversation? What's kind of, who's at the table? Yeah, so it's um, all of the, we call it actually the cross-functional leaders because it's not just people who manage teams. Mm-hmm. It's also folks like our, all of our PMs who obviously have, they don't manage folks, but they have a huge stake in um, you know the direction of our product and we want to get their feedback on it. Uh, so that's that sort of thing they're involved as well in these conversations. So it's a large group of people. I would say it's like almost half the company it feels like <laughs> is involved um, at that level of annual planning. And then... Everyone, I don't know, every team, I think, does their individual team planning a little bit differently. And it's kind of up to us as managers to for how we want to run that, right. which I found, honestly, like, very stressful and perplexing the first few years because I was like, I don't know what the heck I'm supposed to be doing. Like, mm. can someone just give me a process to follow? Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. But I'm really proud of the way that I managed to do the planning this year with my team. Um, so far, it's not, like, complete, but uh, I, I actually kicked it off before we got the company-wide goals from oh, okay. the, the executives. We had some top-line understanding of, like, we're aiming to, you know, increase profits, we're focusing on professional creators, like, things like that, very, very high level. Um, but then we, as a team, um, had a fig jam where every single person on the brand studio team was adding sticky notes about what outcomes they think we should aim for in the next year. Like, 
what do we want to achieve? What do we, what do you think we need to achieve to like, um, grow the company and grow our brand? And that was the starting point for our conversations, which I think worked really well because there was like instantly themes that I was seeing and what people were putting down, um, that we had some similar ideas in some places. And yeah, that was the way we started. And I liked doing that so that everyone could contribute and have their voice heard about, about what would be important. I think that's so inspiring to hear this more like bottoms up kind of initiative where everyone has the opportunity to share their ideas and you're brainstorming together as a team and then you're really fairly feeling empowered together to really own your team's roadmap and what you want to work on uh is there any sort of like i don't know does your team have like a mission statement or like how, how do you kind of align together as a team on like here's what our team does here's the scope of our team here's maybe a high level goal of what we're trying to achieve or a mission and does that help inspire some of the ideas or is it like is it totally unstructured and ideas could come from absolutely anywhere that's a great question i think honestly the only reason this process the way i did it this year with you know fig jam everyone adding cards that could only work because we do have a very clear like set of high level objectives as a team. Right. Um, we are working to make creators the heroes of our brand and to make ConvertKit known as a platform that's made for creators by creators. So those two things, are what like all of the ideas basically fall, flow up to those, um, those goals. And that's where it stems from. I think if someone on the team was like, we need to focus on, I don't know, I'm blanking on like some random, <laughs> something really random, like different direction. Uh, then maybe that wouldn't have been as a productive way to do it, you know? Um, but I think that that strong team, team mission statement that we have helps align everyone's ideas and uh, they can get inspired by that. Yeah. So what happens next once you've done this brainstorming, everyone's kind of gotten their ideas out. I assume maybe you've had some sort of discussion together and talked through some of the ideas. Yep. We did. What happens next? Like how, what influences what goes from that step to the next step and actually starts to get put on the roadmap or is there a step in between? Yeah, there's, yeah, there was, there was a few steps in between, I would say. So next, after we had the meeting where we were, everyone was talking through like what they'd added as sticky notes and why it was important to them. Um, I went away by myself and did some grouping to put our thinking into like, okay, like, how are these aligned which ones are similar mm-hmm. and i ended up with seven key outcomes okay that like came from that which is a lot seven is a lot um yeah that is sounding <laughs> like a lot <laughs> yeah so from there an outcome is like is the end state you want to be in so for example one of them is our brand visuals and our voice and tone align with our brand personality okay seems like table stakes but it's something that we're like working towards at the moment and we're like we want to be able to end 2023 and be able to say that as a truth right so that's kind of what our outcomes are written like um and then our next team meeting we went through another sticky note brainstorming exercise where everyone added in the potential outputs so like the projects we could work on the systems we could set up or like changes we might need to make to make that outcome true um And so that was when we start to take it from these like vague, this sounds nice ideas Mm -hmm. to, okay, what actual work would be involved in making this happen? Mm -hmm. Um, So that was our next step. And then we had another meeting again to like talk through everyone's ideas and sort of vote on the ones that everyone was most excited about. And is there a step of like validating 
how those will contribute to the higher level company goals or OKRs? Like, do you tie those individual, like your team out outcomes to how that's going to contribute to an overall ConvertKit goal? Great question, because actually like up till this point, what I was saying about adding in the output ideas, we hadn't seen the full draft of the company-wide strategy. Ah, I see. So I we're see. still just working on our own ideas from those like, you know, vague directions as yeah. a company that we like, we always knew was going to be important. Um, so what happened next was getting to read the 2023 strategy draft the exec team had put together. And luckily for me, seeing that, okay, you know what, everything that we are aiming for um, is going to be beneficial and help towards our company strategy. Yeah, a lot of the work we do because we're like a you know creative production team as well as building our brand. I know that the ways in which we're building our brand will help towards the company goals. And um, we already had on our list of outcomes that we wanted to work on getting more efficient, like setting up better systems, making things more consistent to allow us to work on all the things that we know we're going to need to work on yeah. um, to support the other teams in what they're doing. So yeah, it all luckily aligned. And I honestly don't know what I would have done if it didn't because <laughs> I wasn't in that situation yet. <laughs> well, it's a good sign that you kind of know that without the company having to tell you, like it True. shows that it's living and breathing within the culture of the team, right? And you don't need to wait True. to hear from the founders or whatever. Like here's yes. the goals. It's like you guys yep. are living. It sounds like you're all living and breathing it anyway. And so I think it would be a worry if it was really far deviated mm. because it shows that I think that would show that maybe you're not all aligned or not all on the same page internally. Yep. Very good point. And I was glad that I'd gone ahead and got started like this beforehand because once we had the strategy doc, um, like draft from the execs, it was then on us as individuals to write up our own strategy drafts with a pretty quick turnaround. It was like, you know, we needed to have the draft done within like a week and a half, something like that. That's and so I think if I, yeah, if I hadn't already had these conversations with my team, um, that process would have been way more stressful than it already was because I wouldn't have um, yeah. already taken, like gotten to hear their ideas of what they think we should focus on, uh, which I think is a really important part of setting the strategy, that bottoms off approach, like you said, Fem. Yeah. So I was, I was very pleased that I didn't wait. Yeah. So then sharing this strategy and communicating all the, the planning that you've been doing with the execs or with like the your stakeholders essentially, is there has there ever been a time where they've pushed back on something or they haven't quite agreed or you're not quite aligned? Like, do you have to go through this kind of approval process or what is what does that look like? Is that sort of a stage for feedback or it's just kind of like, sounds great, let, let's go? Yeah, I got most feedback came from my manager, which right now is, is Nathan. Um, I showed him the, those seven outcomes that we had talked about as a team and he helped me like work through think, realizing that, you know, first of all, seven different outcomes is a lot to communicate, <laughs> it could be confusing about what's the priority. So we honed in on the top three um, with the others. Then there was also three that were more about changing the way we work and like the processes we need to have in place. I see. Um, and so that was more about, is like, here's these three outcomes. There's one about um, our visual brand. There's one about uh, getting professional creators to engage with our brand. And there's one about increasing ConvertKit's influence uh, in the creator community. And then the other three are all about, oh, and here's the work process that need to change to make those three happen, essentially. Um, like we need to be working more efficiently. We need to have more access to data, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, collaborate with marketing more, 
came in as the how will work mm. phase. And so that's how I then wrote it up um, to communicate these outcomes and, and objectives uh, to in my draft. And it was really helpful to have had that conversation and hear that feedback of like helping me figure out like what's really most important here of all of these great big plans. Yeah. And, and in terms of like how you're going to execute on the plan, does this exercise also inform a little bit your like maybe hiring strategy for the, ne- the next year? Do you do some resourcing? Like, do we actually have enough people on the team to do all the things that we're putting in this doc? Like, are there more people we're going to need to hire to achieve these goals or, or how does that work? Yeah, that's a great question. We have a um, funny approach to hiring at ConvertKit where it really doesn't get to happen that often. Um, <laughs> I've been at the company for six years now, pretty much. And uh, I joined at like, I don't know, maybe it was higher number 24 or something like that. And we're only at about 68, 70 people now. So yeah. we've grown slowly over the years. Um, and yeah, we have like caps on the amount of ARR we can have per employee. So I don't know if I'm going to get to grow my team in the next year. That's sort of like a conversation that comes next. Um, and I'm basically needing to write my plan as if it, it's not growing and that Mm, like, mm -hmm. this is what we're going to need to do then to make it happen. So for me, that means, okay, if I can't get a headcount on the team, I need more budget to outsource more stuff. I see. I see. Because like you said, there's just, yeah, there's too much work to be done, um, within the team itself. So yeah, that phase of the our planning hasn't happened yet we're we're now at the phase where i've finished writing my draft i've added some details to it of the like key projects that are going to happen um for each thing and um i've also been being really careful to read everyone else's plans because as a creative production team obviously a lot of initiatives other teams are planning are going to require us to have the capacity to like make the assets they need for that campaign. Yeah. Make the um, like PDFs that the sales team want to send out custom, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, reading through those and, and trying to catch anything early was, was part of what I did. Yeah. And yeah, next it's uh, talking budgets. And this is your second, third time doing annual planning in, in your, in your current role. This is the third time doing it, but I feel like it's honestly the first time properly doing it. Um, (laughs) Let me tell you about what happened the first year that I was manager and like we did annual planning. Um, The management layer was new at ConvertKit. Like I was one of the one of the first to come in 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 this sort of um, layer underneath the execs. And um, I saw other teams publishing 2023 strategy docs. I was like, I guess I should write one. And so I just had a think and I wrote a thing and I published it. And that was my annual planning and strategy <laughs> the first year. Yep. And did you get any feedback on it or what, what was the perception or response from the team? Do you remember? There was maybe a couple of questions, but yeah, it wasn't a whole lot. We were, just weren't very structured as a company, I don't think, in doing that then. Um, it was structured at the exec level, but yeah, they yeah, it didn't trickle down. down to managers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then last year as well, I, I think it was a little bit better because we were more aligned as a growth team and we were focusing on um, like, you know, how we function together. But yeah, this year I feel like is the most involved I've ever felt with annual planning and the mm. most connected I feel. And like, I feel like I've got a seat at the table for the planning at the company this year, which has been exciting. really good. Yeah. 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 Is there a part of the process that you found the most challenging, like, or, or a part that you don't enjoy as much as other parts? Yeah, so I love the like big vision setting and I love like yeah. communicating the vision as well. 
And then when it comes to actually putting things into a roadmap <laughs> with dates and like figuring out what should happen when, I'm like, ugh, can someone else just do this part? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the actual tactical my, part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's my least favorite part. Um, also, I, I think I... I just personally really struggle with that because I'm way too overly optimistic around what can get done. And that comes back to bite me sometimes. I see. Um, yeah. So yeah, that part I think is, is the challenge for me. Yeah. Well, this is interesting for me to hear. I have not been involved in annual planning from like a, a leadership perspective yet, only as like an IC, which historically means I've only been involved in like the bottoms up brainstorming part. Like, Let's put all the ideas on the sticky notes. Let's cluster them. Let's talk about them. Uh, And when in the past I've had a good PM, they will then pull me in to like prioritize the outputs of that brainstorm. Um, So I've had like some involvement in like that next step of like, okay, let's take the ideas, let's prioritize, uh, or let's talk about which ones we think are feasible. But then in terms of actually executing it and putting this whole plan and proposal and strategy doc, um, I haven't been involved in from like a product side. However, I have in the past created like vision uh, decks, essentially. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, okay, this is the domain I'm working in. Where could the domain be in a year from now? And just creating like visual conceptual work. So like high fidelity designs that look really pretty. There's no UX consideration behind it, but it's just to like communicate an idea and then putting that in a in a presentation to help accompany the the strategy doc that my PM in the past has worked on. Um, so that's kind of been my level of involvement so far up until now. Yeah, and what did you, um, how did you find that SNIC? Did you enjoy that level of involvement in the process? Did you want more? Was it clear to you that like what you were saying was having an impact on the strategy? Yeah, I really enjoyed the, like we often called it like the North Star, like the the future visioning part and putting together like a presentation. I really enjoyed that because it was, it, it's also when you work at a large company, the only time you can really be creative and like you don't have to design within the design system and you just create these really cool concepts. So I always enjoy that part. And then I think I just, I just never made it to the next set of conversation of like, okay, how do we actually take that and put it into actual work and planning and that kind of stuff. So I haven't been involved in that conversation. Uh, But yeah, I do enjoy the the visioning. Similar to you, I guess, as designers, we like to talk about what's possible. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. How is things going to run now in your new role now that you are a manager? Yes. And are you going to be required to be writing up a strategy doc? Have you heard anything about that yet? I assume yes, at some point. I'm still ramping up right now. However, also Gusto has different quarters to like, we don't follow the calendar year when it comes to quarters. So we're not in annual planning right now, even though it is kind of annual planning season, which is really interesting. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait mm-hmm. on. So how do you do things there then? So we currently, I believe, just started quarter two. So even though we're at the end of end of the year, so quarter two, I believe, is like November to February or something like that. Um, and oh wow, so it doesn't even follow like it's not like Q four becomes Q two. No, like, no, the it's kind are of completely off. different. Yeah, okay. my understanding of this is because we are HR and payroll software. Mm-hmm. This is the busiest time of the year for us because the end right. of the year. My understanding is like towards the end of the year is when companies consider switching to a new software and they want to have it ready to go from January. Uh, And so that's why our quarters are a bit off because for us, quarter two and three often 
I think for any company, like the busiest time, uh, we had to, we have to align that with the busiest time for like our sales and our customers and people using the software. Um, and then that also means our like Q4, Q1 is over the summer period, which if you think about it is kind of a lull period. Uh, often companies aren't hiring very much during that time. So they're not onboarding employees. There's not a lot of payroll activity, things like that. So yeah, all that to say is I don't think I will be participating in annual planning until like, I guess, May next year or so. Nice. Well, you know what? That is actually works out really well for you, I think, because <laughs> to, to join a new company in a new role and like then also be required to write strategy. Yeah, that would be hard. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Like I, w- I wasn't even joining a new company. I was I just had the new role part. And that's why that first year annual planning was excuse my French, but a clusterfuck for me (laughs) because I took over leading the team in like late October, I think it was. And so then we're like, you know, into annual planning time and like stuff is happening. I'm trying to figure out what it means to be a manager and what this new team is. Also try to think about a strategy. That was a lot. So I like that you're going to have time. Yeah. One thing I am noticing is that the team I've joined is a relatively new team. So most folks have started in the last three to five months and the the Mm -hmm. team itself is new. So there is a little bit of like, I think, an opportunity for us to do some team exercises on like, what is our team? Like, what's what's our mission? What are are we trying to solve here? What's the problems? What's the goals? Like, what's our contribution to the business? So I feel like that, like there's a little bit of that has been done, but not a lot. So if anything, that might be like the next or the first opportunity for me to contribute in that sort of capacity, Um, which I think is important to have before you go into annual planning, because like we talked about earlier, like you want to have that kind of goal and vision as a team first to know where you're going and, and what you're what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. And you'll be able to work together for like a good six months or so before yeah. that needs to happen. Nice. Um, next steps for me in annual planning is to get like I hope I'm gonna get more feedback on the strategy draft. You know, you asked if anyone pushed mm-hmm. back on things. I would honestly find it really exciting if people did because I think that would be a good a good test to be like, okay, well, how much conviction do I have about our strategy? How confident am I in it? What evidence am I going to point to that this is the right strategy for us? Right. Um, so far, that hasn't really happened yet. So I'll keep you updated on if it does. Um, but yeah, at, at a high level, we're going to be spending 2023 focused on better, getting better systems in place. We're going to be shipping a brand refresh, which I'm very excited about, Oh, um, as well as collaborating closely with marketing on like a, a brand campaign, um, which is not something we've done internally ever. Um, and we haven't like run a brand campaign for a while. So those are our high level things we're going to be working on in the next year, just in case you were curious. I was <laughs> curious. Yeah. I wasn't sure how much you could share, but it is, that is really, really exciting. What's the thing that you are most excited about? And then what, if any, was there... Like, was there something you were excited about but didn't make it to the strategy doc? Maybe you're saving it for another time Mm. or it didn't align. Ooh, good question. Um, I don't think there's anything that hasn't made it into the doc, which maybe is a bad thing. Like, I I think we probably need to be a little bit more ambitious in thinking through this stuff so that we can pair back rather than have to try scale up, you know? Right. Um, But yeah, that's, that's all right because right now... We're, we're running on a lean team, so um, yeah. let's let's keep things to what we can manage. But I'm, I'm really excited nerdily about the systems that we're setting up and that we're going to end 
the year like having in place we've already made a start on some of them because that's the thing too right like the calendar year as you know because your team doesn't even follow it like doesn't mean anything like it's arbitrary right you don't have to wait until january to get started on working on something that's going to impact you um i'm working on a new illustration system at the moment i'm excited to have that um yeah we're going to get to start redoing our website uh redesigning pages reworking content on pages i'm very excited about that yeah it's going to be a year of like leaning in to the leaning into our brand, leaning into design. I feel like the past two years in this role, I've had a lot of leaning into like marketing mm. and promotion and like getting attention and brand awareness. And uh, yeah, I'm glad to be getting back to where my strengths honestly lie. <laughs> nice. Yeah, they must feel really good. Uh, any yeah. parting words of advice for anyone who maybe is doing annual planning for the first time? Like think back to Charlie two years ago. Oh, mm. I'll just write a strategy doc and, you know, yep. that's done and dusted. Uh, what advice would you have for past Charlie two years ago? Yeah, I I do think that the framing of um, like, let's think ahead to end of the next year. What do we want to have achieved? How do we need to have moved things forward? Um, not just like to have done in that year, but to set us up for future years success as well. That framing of thinking of things really helped me and my team, I think, to, um, yeah, not get stuck on specific, oh, we're going to work on this specific project, but to start thinking at a more, this is the state that we need to be working in. Like this needs to be true for our brand. I think you should start there with those outcomes and then um, be really open-minded about what outputs could lead to them and not get too attached to any particular, like one project, because there's lots of different ways that you can um, achieve an outcome. And like, that's where you can uh, perhaps be a little bit more flexible and even change up the plan during the year. But the outcomes are the most important things, um, deciding what you want want to achieve. I feel like we need to like brand outcome and outputs as like, 2022 words of the year or something in the, in yeah. the design industry <laughs> i know i feel like we've talked about this i think on the show a couple of times like the difference between outcomes and outputs yep. and it it keeps coming back up and i hear it more and more mm-hmm. i think it's so important to really understand the difference between each of those two things and use those as lenses for when you're having conversations it's really really a huge game changer Um, but thank you so much for sharing your advice on the show helpful for me as well for when i go into annual planning eventually uh yeah and i hope that um people probably got this from listening but understand that i do not know all the things there is to know about annual planning so what i just (laughs) shared is just what we're doing always open to advice uh, myself as well if there's uh things that work better for you than what i've shared would love to hear about it because you know we're all learning together here absolutely uh awesome well charlie where can people go to hear more about the show you can go to designlife.m to find our backlog of episodes we've got so many now this show has been going for so long it's wonderful i love it um the fact that it's chronicling our careers and uh, a huge thanks to Zeppelin as well for sponsoring this episode because it's support from great companies like them that allows us to keep this going alongside both of our full-time design manager jobs. Yes, yes. Thank you so much to Zeppelin. And thank you so much to you, listener, for tuning in to the show today. If you have any feedback or you have a question you'd like to hear us talk about on the show, just email us hello at designlife.fm. And we'll see you next week. Yes, we'd love to hear from you. See you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.